Yo fam, welcome to Let's Go with Nick Pags. This series is intended to empower you to break through your self-limiting beliefs and step into your personal power. You're the only one in your way, so if you're ready to step up and out, this is your show. Let's go. All right, let's go fam. Yeah. We are back. <laughs> Another episode. This is going to be an energy-filled episode today. Hope they're ready. I got a very special podcast guest today, and his name is Poppy. Everybody give it up for Poppy. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? What's up, Pop? How you feeling, dude? I'm feeling good, man. All right, so just a little background on Poppy. Poppy is one of the trainers at Performance House, one of the newest trainers at Performance House. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to let him really give you the full background on him because... I don't know the fuck. This is this is what I love about this podcast. Most of the people that jump on here, I don't know shit about them. So we're doing it. Give us a lowdown. What do you got, man? All right, man. So my name is Poppy Livers. A lot of people get it confused with the L-I-V-E-R-S. It's like livers, but it's pronounced livers. Um, I come from California, small city called Seaside, uh, Bay Area, Monterey Bay. Um, kind of rough area growing up. You know, I had... Um, there's a lot of gangs going on, who's wearing what color and all this kind of stuff. But my escape was playing sports, you know, like most of us. I mean, maybe not most of us, but a lot of us, we used sports or whatever it is, these extracurricular activities for us to get away. And that was my escape. I went to a Boys and Girls Club um, that was in my neighborhood. Dude, I just went to a Boys and Girls Club event two nights ago. How crazy. Are yeah. they still, like, cool? They're killing it. Yeah. They just got in, in Yonkers. Or, I'm sorry, Bronx, they yeah. just got a million-dollar grant this year. Yeah, I, I know. million dollars. The man. one that I went to growing up, Denzel Washington was, like, a part of it and all this crazy stuff. Incredible. That, it's, if you don't know what uh, Boys and Girls Club is, please get a part of it because it's, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal thing in lots of different uh, inner-city areas that support kids like Poppy. Yeah. As I, I tell, just quick, like, what did what – did, Boys and Girls Club do for you? It kept me out of the streets. Yeah, it's and huge. It's, it's like, I mean, I get goosebumps thinking about it because I have friends back home, and we'll get into it a little bit later, but I have friends back home that are still in the streets, man, and it's it's unfortunate, but, like, when I go home, they're still, these are, that's, it's my people. It's who I grew up with, you know what I mean? Yeah. And not that I look down upon them, it's just, I, I almost feel bad in a sense because I feel like I left them, you right. know, and, and they could have been up, boss? a part of, how's it going? this. <laughs> They could have been a part <laughs> of like what, you like you know what I what I'm being able to do today, yeah. talking to you, you know. So we'll get back into that later. But yes, yeah, so the Boys and Girls Club, we had a, a place called the Monterey Sports Center. Went there and played basketball religiously. Like if I wasn't at the Sports Center, I was at the Boys and Girls Club. If I wasn't at the Boys and Girls Club, I was at the Sports Center. So my mom knew where to find me. Mm-hmm. She just wanted me to be home before the lights came on. So which I mean, I got in trouble a few t- more than a few times to that because I want to I want to stay out and play right. So. Um, from there, I went to a public school, Monterey High School. Um, I went there for a year. I got discovered from kind of like my grandfather and my other family, like outside of like my mom's side. So my mom is full Spanish, mm-hmm. and my dad's side is black, African-American. So from my African-American side, my grandfather was like, hey, like, you did really well at football. Like, I want you to come to this private school up near me, which was still in California, but in Mountain View. So it was kind of like an hour and a half away. Okay. So like... There's no way that I'm driving. I, one, I don't have a license. I'm like 14, right? Yeah. And then two, I don't have the money to go to a private school. Right. So we had a, um, they got, ended up giving me a scholarship to go there. You know, they, you know, academic scholarship, they right. say, but like they kind of like recruit athletes without recruiting athletes. I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble, but, <laughs> but it happens, <laughs> but it happens, Been right? So long story short, um, I made a decision at 14 years old to move out of my house, leave my mom. It was tough, really tough. Because, I mean, she was all I had, right? I had a stepdad growing up, but my mom was my mom, my dad, my brother, everything. My mom was everything, right? And she, me mentioning my stepdad, I grew up with him and my mom, but it was my mom that, like, kept us together. You know what I mean? There's, again, more stuff that we can get into later about my past, but my mom kept us together. So moving out at 14 was tough. Uh, moved in with my grandfather. There were some problems there. Long story short, I ended up moving out with him before my first year at St. Francis was up. And I ended up moving in with my quarterback, who offered me to live with him and his two twin sisters. And obviously, his parents agreed to it. So it was kind of like the blind side kind of thing, you know, where I. Dude, you're the blind side. Bro, it's crazy. Like, they come ah. out with the movie, and I'm just like, this is. 
Damn it, I missed my shot. They Wait, already did a movie. Why didn't they? <laughs> why didn't they choose me? I know I'm not huge, right? But I ended up living with him for two and a half, three years, and uh, calling my brother and I called them my sisters to this day. So. And then you play college ball. Yeah. So um, from there, me being my stature and stuff, like I talked about my size briefly. Um, I didn't get any offers. I had. What are you? Five foot one. Um, five. One hundred and twenty pounds. So. There's things in my shoes, right? I, I make sure I get the... <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I had no offers at high school. I ended up... I was, it, I was between going to a junior college or walking on, and my uncles... Well, another big, huge part of my story is a guy who came to my life, well, I call my uncle, like, took me under his wings and said, hey, you're not going to go to a junior college. I don't want you to get lost. You're not going to D2. You're way better than that. So after high school, Maurice Mann... Um, from my same neighborhood, I was best friends with his uh, real nephew growing up, so I was always around them. I ended up calling him Uncle Mo, and he's still Uncle Mo to this day. I mm-hmm. talked to him yesterday, mm-hmm. right? So um, he was playing in the NFL at the time, and I guess saw the potential in me that I didn't see in myself. Yeah. Um, flew me to Miami when he was playing with the Dolphins. I'm out in Miami at 18 years old training with NFL guys. That's local, like, man. Bro, like, it is insane. Like, I'm going against NFL DBs, but competing. Right. Like, it's been in my, like, it's in my blood. Like, I'm, he's winning battles, but I'm winning just as many, right? So, I'm like, man, I can do this. So, it built, it built a, a fire in me, and it, it's, it's crazy, right? It's crazy. So, um, from there, I ended up walking on at uh, Valley Forge Military Academy. We decided to have me go the uh, prep school route for more opportunities for football, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's where I met Dev. <laughs> Dev, really? who's also another trainer in performance, and a lot that's of people. That's where you guys met. So a lot of people were like, "How do you know Dev?" There it is. I wow. ended up going to Valley Forge Military Academy. Devin was there. We didn't obviously we didn't know each other, but he was there. I don't know how many years yep. before I got there. So I went for my uh, fifth year senior. We ended up going undefeated, number one prep school in the country. Got a ring. Everything. Did he play football? He played football. Wow. I didn't know that, bro. Water boy. Water boy. He was the water boy. Yeah, Crazy, dude. right? So think of us together on the same team, right? We're yeah. both fanatics. So yeah. anyways, um, from there, no offers. Villanova came to see me three times. Connecticut came out. I went against a DB that Rutgers was looking at. And, like, I torched three touchdowns, two touchdowns a game. Nothing. We like you, but you're too small. You're going to get hurt, right? You're going to get hurt. So... From Valley Forge Military Academy, um, I ended. I left six months in. I'm like this. Like I was. I mean, I was a good kid. I was out of the streets. I wasn't into drugs or nothing. So I was like, I really don't need this military. You know what they're trying to instill in these kids who are going there because of the behavior problems, right? Mm-hmm. I was there for more opportunities, and I didn't see them in six months after our season. We won nothing. So I was like, you know what? I'm done. I ended up leaving and going back with my uncle. So then we're in San Diego training. LA, like going back and forth through like California, just training, right. looking for, searching for an opportunity. And I was like, you know what? It's not coming. So I ended up walking on at Villanova. Shit. And once I got there, same thing. Like, we really liked you. Too small. You're going to get hurt. And uh, first day there, I called my mom. Mom, I don't want to be here. I was like, I'm done. No, they don't want me here. I'm too small. Mm-hmm. No one likes me. I'm not going to play. What's the point of me being here? I want to come home. Uh, I think I was even crying. Like, I want to get out of here, Mom. I don't care what we got to do. We probably didn't even have the money for an airplane, like for a flight, right? Yeah. So I'm saying, I just want to get out of here. Uh, she's like, please stick it out for stick. Villanova's a good school. Stick it out for a week. You're only there a day. Like, please just stick it out. I'm like, all right, Mom, do it for you, yeah. <laughs> right? If anyone, I'm going to do it for you, right? right? I'm not going to do it, you know, for anybody else. But you, you're telling me to do it, so I did. I stuck it out for a week. After that week, uh, we got into one-on-ones, and I started competing. I started doing what I love to do, what I've been doing my whole life. And I'm like, yo, these, I, I'm supposed to be here. You yeah. got like, you got. You were spanking them all. You it was can, like, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I was like, you know what? Then I'm like, I want the best DB you have. Every, any DB that is number one DB, I don't care who it is. I want to go against him every time in practice, every day. Come to the front to essentially people were backing up, not wanting to go with me, right? Because <laughs> they knew what was gonna happen. Yeah. So I made my name in practice. I, I got like my coach Flynn best coach I've one of the best coaches that I've ever had in college football he didn't care my size color nothing you work hard you're playing I don't care you walk on scholarship doesn't matter um he they gave me the award um number one like hardest practice player or whatever right, right? Right. you don't want to be no one wants to be a practice player 
But he sat me down one day and said, listen, this is a, a, a tough award to get, and you you earned it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a walk-on, right? I, any award you give me, I'm, I'm loving it because yeah. I have that chip on my shoulder already. My sophomore season, I ran a punt back in the Georgia Dome for like 67 yards. Um, after that season, uh, coach called me in the office. He's like, hey, Poppy, I just calling you in. I'm like, yo, what's going on? He's like, you earned it, man. I'm like, I earned what? He's like, you earned yourself a scholarship. I cried Ooh, a little bit, right? Yeah, it was crazy. Let's go. It was crazy, right? So, and then after that day, you know, they they uh, announced it to the team. No one on the team knew I wasn't on scholarship. Right. Everyone was like, "What? You're not on scholarship?" I was playing as a freshman a little bit. Sophomore season, playing more. Junior, senior season, I took it over. Like yeah. I was leading receiver. They named me captain my senior year. First game oh, of the yeah. season, ESPN Sports Center top ten, number two. Ran another pump back in the Carrier Dome. NFL teams are starting to get interested now. Like, who is this little guy, right? Yeah. The guy that everyone said was going to get hurt. <laughs> the guy that's too small, right? So I was like, man, you know what? Even to this day, even working, anything that I do, I'm, I'm a walk-on. Right. You bring me into the performance house, I'm a walk-on. Hell, yeah. You got to prove yourself wherever you go, right? So. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's like having that mentality of yeah. if you start from a, from a space of – like deprivation mm-hmm. what that allows you to do is grow and move into where you want to go yeah. but if you like start this hot shit mentality yeah. it's dangerous man <laughs> it's dangerous it is um so did you play pro um i ended up after my season senior year the 49ers uh <laughs> literally call, i'm eating sushi i remember it like it was yesterday obviously because the guy's like hey this is you know, such and such from the 49ers. I'm like, yo, I got up out of my seat, dropped the, whatever sushi dropped I had in sushi. my hand, <laughs> dropped the sushi. That's it's the only it time you ever dropped, dropped the sushi, the sushi right? so ever. I dropped it. I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, this, this is the Niners, this is the Niners. So they're like, hey, we would like to invite you for a private workout with the mm. 49ers. You think you'll be able to make it? I'm like, you say when, I'll be there, yeah. <laughs> right? That's been my mentality. That's essentially what, why I'm here, right? Yeah. So I'm like, when do you need me there, sir? Bam, you told me the date. I was still in school at the time. I think I had one teacher that would not, it, like, credit me to go. She's yeah. like, I'm, I'm going to have to, like, you, you can't miss this. I'm like, it's a film class, ma'am. Like, I'm, this is <laughs> my life. This is, I, I know you're, you know, yeah. the film is important, but this, you know what I mean? Like, this is every football college player's dream. So yeah. I'm like, I'm going to this. I don't care what I have to do. Ended up going. They kept one receiver out of um, probably, I think there was like 18 to 23 of us. Around that range, I was there with uh, Ty Montgomery from Stanford, a couple other, like, named guys that they didn't keep. It's when the Niners, what was it, 15. So they were, like, going through a lot of coaching changes mm-hmm. and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Not that that was an excuse not to keep your boy around, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. um, so they ended up letting me go. Ended up going back to California where I kind of really didn't want to be. Because, yeah. like, I got away from this place for a reason, right? Yeah. You know, so ended up going back to California. Um, ended up getting a job landscaping. Okay. And boy, let me tell you. So I, um, my mom's Spanish, Mexican. I come from that background, and I see these guys outside McDonald's. I see these guys, um, you know, and I'm always wondering, like, what are they doing, right? Yeah. And they're, they're looking for job opportunities. And once I got a landscaping job with a friend of the family of a friend, you know, word of mouth, yeah. I'm working alongside these Mexicans, and I'm just like, yo, man, these dudes work hard. Mm-hmm. I'm up at 7.30. Yo, they hustle, man. Bro. And they're not even supposed to, like they don't even they're not even supposed to be here. They're doing yeah. it for a family back home. So I'm like, it just changed my whole special uh, perspective of like what they're doing and how they're grinding every mm-hmm. day. So I did landscaping for about two months. Two hundred fifty pound rocks, twenty thousand pounds of dirt we're digging up, like just making patios and cement. Like I was like, yo, this is tough. Seven thirty till four, I get a lunch break. After work, I go train. Like, I still got to, you know, I'm still trying to... To fly ball. Yeah, yeah, trying to play ball, like, get to where I want to be, right? I didn't want to shut it down right away. So, I think two months into me doing landscaping, um, what happened was uh, I got an email from Facebook. And I don't, I'm not even on Facebook, but I got the notification, and it asked me if I wanted to play football in Germany. Mm. <laughs> and this is in 2016, and I'm like, Germany? Huh, in Germany, right? But then I, I, I thought about it for like, you know, a day or two and I, I reached back out and I was like, you know what? Why not? Yeah, why not? I'm 24. I definitely don't want to be lifting these rocks and doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Not that like, I mean, the money was good, but it wasn't great for me to be tearing up my body and right. me trying to do what I wanted to do. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I called my mom. I said, mom, 
I'm going to Germany. She's like, what? I said, I'm going to Germany. I'm going to play football. Like, they're going to pay for my flight. They're paying for my flat. They're going to give me a little bit of money. I'm going to Germany. So I ended up going to Germany. I didn't know, but I went fifth game into their season. They brought me in because they lost the game. They wanted to win. They wanted, you know, good team. Yeah. Only three Americans on the team. Ended up going to Germany. Being one of the greatest times of my life. Really? Bro, I've never been out of the country. I never thought. Like, a lot of people ask me, Nick, like, even you, even if in, in this conversation, like, yo, where do you want to be in five years? I, like, that question is so hard to answer because I, I didn't think I would know you in, like, five years ago. Or I didn't think I'd be at Performance five years ago. Dude, that's crazy that, and you, he hasn't listened, you haven't listened to any of the podcasts, right? Have you heard any of the podcasts before? You, you can no. be honest. Okay. <laughs> He's like, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know Sorry. the answer. What am I supposed <laughs> to say? No, for real. He hasn't heard any of them. And the reason I bring that up is because I talk about this often, like, that I, I don't have the five-year plan, the 10-year yeah. plan. I roll with what comes. like, And I'm sure that there's a lot better way to do it in terms of like organizing your life. Yeah. But the truth is, I want to be like happy and energized. Man. And I get energized when I wake up and I'm like, what the hell is going on today? <laughs> what like, I, what are we going to do today? Like, yeah. what's going, like, how am I going to make my money? How am I going to get, like, do the I things gonna, I want to do? Yeah, yeah, so. so saying five years out, has put me at times in like a tunnel vision where all I see is what's in front of me and I'm not taking opportunity left and right. Yeah. So I feel you on that. Like if you had just stuck like to the five year plan, you'd be locked in doing what you were doing and not seeing opportunity that comes like a stupid email from Facebook that turns into like going to play overseas and meeting your yeah, eventual which, wife, which right? I was going to get to. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us that. So that, yeah. So if you got a five year plan, you dumb. You don't. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so, you don't. Um, anyways, um, not to shoot anyone down. Um, I, I went to Germany. Time of my life. I, I went to Amsterdam. I went to the Netherlands is Amsterdam. But I went to just different parts of the world that I didn't knew existed. It was just a whole different planet. I didn't know. I got off the plane and I didn't, couldn't read one sign. I couldn't understand one person. Yeah, I walked around until I heard English, right? Yeah. And even if it wasn't the same slang as mine, excuse me, I need to know where I'm going. I don't know where the train is. Yes, please. So anyways, I was out there. It was great. We didn't lose a game once I stepped on the team. And like, I don't, I don't think that I'm the champ, but I'm, no, man. Like, we're winning games every, every team I go to, right? Which leads later into my career, but... I won uh, every every game. Like I want to say, towards the end of my season, what made my time in Germany so great was that I met, like you mentioned, my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, she wasn't my wife at the time, but I met her. And everyone who sees my wife and knows me, they um, ask me all the time. Hello. They ask me all the time. Oh, I know how you guys met, or oh, how did you guys meet? And I tell them, how, how do you think we met? You definitely met in the gym, right? Yeah. When they see who my wife yeah. is and what we do. Like, oh, I met the old-fashioned way. And they're like, what do you mean? I met her at a club. Really? <laughs> I met her at a club. Wow. So a quick story from that is um, I was at the club, and I'm really not big. Like, I'm not big on drinking or drugs, yeah. but I'm in Germany, right? I'm like, I even told my mom. Like, I'm like, I'm feeling, I'm telling on myself. I'm like, mom, I'm freaking drinking. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm 22. Yeah. I could drink. I don't got to tell my mom, right? right? right but right. like, we're so, me and my mom are so close. I like told on myself. I'm like, I'm drinking, mom. I'm freaking getting, it's fun. Where was this? But I'm happy it didn't happen. You know what I mean? I'm like, Where was this at home? Yeah. Like, what the heck? So um, I'm drinking. And I am and I drink girly drinks, guys. I love like all this. I get a sugar high more than anything. So all the fruity <laughs> drinks. So don't, hey. Laugh all you want. I'm trying not to judge, but man. <laughs> Laugh all you want, but a passion fruit mojito gets me going, baby. <laughs> a passion fruit mojito. You want to get Poppy fired up? Let's grab go. a passion fruit mojito. Oh, okay, so anyway, so um, I, I walk in the club. Um, the only reason I was out that night is because one of my teammates' birthdays, right? Okay. Um, I didn't want to go out. We had, to, we had to leave the Berlin. I remember... I remember it like it was yesterday. We had to leave the Berlin the next day to go to a game. Mm-hmm. He's like, bro, it's my birthday. We're the only Americans on the team. We're going out. What do, what do we come here for? Have fun. I was like, you know what? Pick me up in 10. I'll be ready. Ended up going out. Went to a club that we didn't want to be at. Ended up going to the club where I seen my wife before she was my wife. I knew it, though. Like, I, really? I, 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 I don't. Like, again, who knows what's happening in five years, but I know what's happening now. And I'm happy. I'm in love. And, and, and things are going great. But, like, I seen her, and I, and I walked up to her, 
and I've never done this, and I, and I know I have a lot of energy and stuff, but I never in my mind thought I would do it. I walked up, and I said, you're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. Drunk Boom. and all. Drunk and all. Done. And she laughed, and it wasn't done. <laughs> she walked away. So she walked away. She didn't give me a time of day. Two hours later, we ended up talking again. I said, oh, you didn't want to talk to me before? Don't talk to me now. Right? <laughs> so I played hard to get now, right? Long story short, I ended up getting her social media stuff. I asked her out on a proper date when I got back from Berlin. Yeah. Took her out. We ended up going back to my place. I didn't know if she was going to come in or not, but we ended up getting out of the car. It's like 11, 30, 12 at night. I'm like, oh, dude, would you like to come in? She's like, no, we can, we can stay out here and talk. You know, I'm like, I'm fine with that too. But three hours later, we're still outside talking. She has to be to work at nine and it's three in the morning and she right, lives right, 40 right. minutes away. I'm like, holy crap. And all we're talking about is music and life and how we can be from two different worlds but be so connected. Like it was, bro, it blew my mind. She, she's from Germany. She's from Spoke Germany. English. Spoke English, very huge accent at the right. time. She's been in America two years now. Yeah. No family out here. We're going to Germany next month. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen her family since I asked her to marry me. Yeah, <laughs> in Germany. Wow. So um, yeah, and I tell people that all the time. I'm like, my wife is German. Oh, I have my grandfather from. Germany. I said, my wife is German. Like she's not American German. She's German. She has an accent. She has no family in America. Yeah. I brought her back from Germany. Wow. <laughs> so it, um, that was it, it. Was crazy. I have new newspaper clippings of. The, the Cologne Crocodiles was my team name. They lifted me in the air in the newspaper, and it says, Crocodiles win championship, Poppy Livers wins the day. Love it. Because I asked her to, uh, I proposed at uh, the, my championship game, and we have it on film. We have yeah. everything, bro. It was, it, it's really something that I never thought that I would ever do. But yeah. if I wasn't living in the now, I wouldn't have done it. Right. Because I would have been thinking about that five We years. talk about that a lot on this yeah. podcast, too, is presence. Like, being, so much happens when you are present to your life and what's going on. Yeah. I have a client I work with. He's a pro basketball player in France. Okay. And one of the things we're talking about, you want me to put this in your locker? Okay. <laughs> um, so ladies and gentlemen, Andy Spear, the king of the, Andy of the world. Um, so one of the things we talk about on this podcast a lot is presence and the power of presence. And you can miss out. Like I was talking to my client, this guy who's a pro baller. He, he struggles with, um, when he's off the court, like, how do I access presence? How do I enjoy the moment? Yeah. And a lot of people, I think, struggle with that. And that comes from the cell phone stuff. That comes from immediate gratification that we're offered all over the place. Yeah. Like, you talking about Amazon. It's like, I want to buy this. It's, it's at your door from wherever it was in the world. Two days. And, or less. Or less. <laughs> like, it's crazy. My brother's going, I talked about this on a podcast, too. My brother's going to work for a company where they're delivering things same day that you order. What? Same day. Amazon's about to do it. They're building... I mean, it's crazy what's happening. But, like, that is... Presence is scary, man. If you miss out on it, you miss out on life. Because what happens is, like, you're waiting for the five years from now moment. It's like, okay, I'm just going to wait until this this event happens. And I'm just going to work hard for that event. And then the event happens, and you're already thinking about the next thing. And you're thinking about the next thing. And you're never actually in that moment. And next thing you know, like, sorry to get morbid, but, like, you laying on your deathbed saying... Where'd life go? Yeah. Like, I never enjoyed any moment because I'll focus on the next one. Yeah. So I think it's really important when we're talking about, like, w- certainly on this podcast, we talk about entrepreneurship, doing what you want to do, like, living the life you want to live. It's not always about getting to where you want to go. It's about the process to get yeah, there. man. 100%. It's so much fun. And this is why, honestly, why I had you on the podcast, because I don't know many people that compete with my energy. <laughs> and you said that to me. You're like, I don't know anybody that competes with the poppy energy. But Pags, you might have some of that. You might, yo, listen. I said it the other day For when we real, trained. Man. I was like, man, I didn't realize you had this in you. <laughs> I'm not around enough. <laughs> For real. But like, so, I, and, and it's something I want to talk about. Like, where does this energy come from for you, number one? And like, how do you keep it going, number two? I know, like, for me, I, I just I thrive off of moments because I'm I tend to and lately I've been struggling with it but in my life I've tended to just be so locked in moments Bro. like in it. So what where do you get your energy? How do you keep your energy? That is honestly a huge question for me. <laughs> like no really like I my wife asks me every day, like, it's 5 o'clock, just relax. Yeah, tone down, I'm man. like, babe, it, but it's time to go, <laughs> you know? And but we gotta go. Like, I'm, a lot of people don't know, you know, and, and this is not to, I'm working harder than anybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm just, 
doing what we just talked about, like living in the moment and taking opportunities. So I'm going to get to the energy question and remind me if I get lost, but me being here at Performance House, yeah, I knew Dev, but I've worked hard before I knew Dev for him to even notice me through social media right. to see what I do every day. I, I, I was consistent with it. I'm still consistent with it. But I was working at a gym in Philly. Dev reached out, and I'm like, it took me, honestly, maybe, I mean, in two weeks is long for me because I'm the person that's like, yo, when, when, like, you tell me I'm going to get a tattoo? I want to get it today yeah. or tomorrow, right? I want stuff You're impulsive to, in yeah, a lot of ways. Yeah. I want stuff to happen now, and it, it could either be a good thing or a bad thing, but for me, it's, it, it's been good because I'm, I'm, I took the risk. I'm like, you know what? I love being at this gym. I love helping people because this is what it's really about. But if I can do that in a bigger market and get me out there and like just have more, just have more people see like who I am and what I do, mm-hmm. I feel like is important. Like collaborating and doing podcasts and yeah. training with Nick and training with other, you know what I mean. So I took the risk, and again, not to say I'm working harder than anybody else, but I wake up at three fifteen, three yeah. twenty in the morning to drive here yeah. to New York to train someone at five thirty six. You know, and I do it. I mean, because yeah, I have the energy. So let's get back to the energy before I get off topic. Yeah. The energy um, is, I don't know, maybe it could be from playing football my whole life, having to wake up, and now I just wake up like this. I don't even have to set an alarm if I really didn't want to. If I knew I had to be up at five, I would right. just wake up. It's weird. Yeah. Um, and then the energy, man, I don't know. People ask me if I take pre-workout, if I take some special thing, and I just tell them it's the poppy potion. The it's poppy just, potion, It's baby. just who I am. Like, it's just what that's I have. It. And I... And, and I and that's why I attracted myself to you because I felt I'm like, wait a minute, Nick, man, yo, you got some good energy. Yeah. And I like being around good energy because we talked about it before we got on the podcast. It's contagious. And people like when I walk in into performance, people are like, like I feel like they act a certain way around me. Yeah. Like they feel like they gotta hit me or touch me because that I guess that's what I portray or yeah. what uh, you know, who I am, which is fine because I'm you know, I'm ready to go when you're ready to go. Yeah. So yeah, man, the I energy thing is interesting because like, what happens is you take on a lot of weight, and I know you can speak to this. Like you take on a lot of responsibility you, being the energy yeah. guy <laughs> because people come to, and I, I can talk about this one from experience. <laughs> people look to me for, yo, I'm down. Let me get around, like you said, get around the right people. Let me get that energy. Let yeah. me get around somebody who's got that. Yeah. So there's a lot of weight on the shoulders of the energy guy sometimes. Yeah. Do you feel that weight like Bro, in your life? Do you, I don't know if you remember last week. I said I needed you. I said, yeah. I said I, I, I've been here since four. I haven't no, eaten. No joke. He literally, yeah. he said to me, I've been here since four. I like, yo, I like, we were going to do this podcast last week. Yeah. And then he was like, all right, let's go. And I was like, nah, man, we got to get a workout in. <laughs> He's like, no, I haven't eaten. I was, he was like, he was the most tired I've ever seen him. And I don't know, five minutes later, we're hauling ass through like burpees over. Pushing bags. Like crazy, and, and, man. But, but, and, but I needed it. And like, and back to that weight on my shoulder, man, I do feel it because a lot of people, like if I walk in and I'm not smiling, people are asking what's wrong. Yeah. What's wrong with you? No, I'm good, baby. I'm good. Like, but they expect it every time. If you're going to be that guy, you got to bring it every day. You know yeah. what I mean? And I, and I do a good job at it. But some days, man, there's, there's, there's like we, I feel like people do a, a good job at hiding what's really going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know that we do that through social media and showing people like what they want to see rather than what's really going on. Right. Um, and I feel like that's happens with the energy guy kind of thing. Like if I'm like, if, if I'm down, people know. Yeah. Something's wrong, Pop. You ain't yourself. Right. It's happened. I have had, I have had a client tell me in Philadelphia, you're, you're not the same. You're not the same guy. What happened? You've been gone for a week. Are you all right? I'm like, I'm fine. But there's stuff going on. Right. But I'm fine. Like, my job is to keep them energized and not let them know that stuff's going on because yeah. they're, not, they're not paying to hear what's going on with me. <laughs> yeah. And the challenge is, in this field at least, yeah. and I, I can speak for this as well, like, how do we keep up the energy because uh, like he said our job is to be the energy source for other people so that they can be an energy source for themselves so like i'm trying to teach people how to fish i'm not trying to get them and like make them dinner (laughs) i want them to learn how to get their own energy but in order for them to have that like learn that i gotta be the energy source in the startup process like when they come in and they're tired and exhausted at four o'clock in the afternoon after a long work day and i'm like what's good you ready rock they like, have no you choice. You just shocked my system, but let's do this they shit. Have no you know? choice. Yeah. That's it. People, people definitely get that. So I think it's there's a big responsibility that we hold being the energizer bunny. But the the challenging part 
for people listening to this who are not that, who want more energy and enthusiasm and are like, like, where does that come from? And it's something I ask myself a lot. Like, where does my energy come from? Is it? I don't know. It's passion. I, I like to say it's passion for my work because it is. Like, I love working for people and with people. I love taking care of people. That's one aspect of it. But, like, the feeling of just doing the right thing. Yeah. Like, making people feel good is the right thing to me. Yeah. That's, my, that's how I grew up. My parents taught me, like, be a good person. Bottom line, that's it. No matter so, what. Do the right thing. So when that... When I'm in a place and I have an opportunity to be that, yeah. I'm just fired up about it. I'm yes. like, yes, I'm doing something I love. Like, yes. this is great. So it gets me passionate about it. I mean, what is there something that you can pinpoint that drives your energy? I mean, I know, like, I'm sure, yeah, like, you have a wife and you're, like, <laughs> trying to make some money. Yeah. Like, all that. You want to get your situation better financially. You want to grow whatever it is. But, like, what is it that... that triggers it that keeps you going yeah, do you so even know i i feel like I, I, i'm asking myself that yeah so i'm still like asking myself that question and because bro some again back to where i used to work some guy told me he's like man you have the best life i'm like like i by far do not have the best life what are you talking about yeah. he's like you have a beautiful wife you're you you're you're training people every day you're always happy and i'm like that don't mean that i have it figured out right right so i'm so it's still a question that I haven't really came up with a final answer with because I'm super passionate about what I do. Like people see that through when I train. Right. I, I have a passion. Like when I'm doing something, like even when I played football, you told me I couldn't do it. I'm going to do it ten times better. Right. right. So you tell me that I'm not a good trainer. I'm going to show you that I'm a great trainer. You tell me I'm I'm this. I'm gonna I'm. It's that chip on my shoulders being a walk on. Yeah. So and then the energy. I guess. I've been, man, I've been blessed with energy. I don't know. My mom always, I'm like, mom, where do I get all this energy, mom? She's like, you're made from chocolate and cheese. <laughs> she, she said, Reese's and, and I don't even like string cheese. But that's, cheese. I'm like, all right. So you just sugared me up before I came out, right? So, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> bro, it's a very broad question for me and I'm still trying to, I just want to keep being that energy. And when I, when I find the answer, I would love to get back on the podcast and yeah. let them <laughs> there know we go. what it is. I mean, now I'm, you got to bring me back. That's it. Now he's locked in because we all got to know the answer. We get it. It's suspenseful. There it is. Keep, keep coming back. Listen for Poppy's next podcast. No, I mean, I think I think there's a lot of things that can keep people fired up, but yeah. it's a it's a choice to do that. I think yeah. sometimes people hold it back, like they don't want to be yeah. seen as like the overachiever, the crazy energy guy. To me, I've always been, and I remember being in like. Oh, seventh yeah. grade, eighth grade, and everybody's like, "Yo, tone down. Why are you hugging everybody? Right. Like, why you got so much energy?" And I was like, I was literally picked on for that. Yeah. And I just remember being like, yeah, like trying to tone it down, trying to be like my boys who were like, "But it's not you." But it didn't feel right. Like, what am I doing? And I'm like, why am I lessening my light to make somebody else like right? You know, like I'm turning myself down to make this kid who's like, "Yo, yeah, no. that that level of energy is not cool." No. I'm, and like wouldn't be here if that was and I wouldn't be here yeah. if we, we would not be here if we were content yeah. of just listening to the guy who's where you're going to have haters whatever you want to call them people that right. dislike you but like right. that's whether you let it affect you is on you right yeah. so like I totally agree with you on that I have a lot of people like yo man this guy making his clients do all this crazy stuff he's jumping around all the time but like and I've been told to tone it down but I'm just like man but then I get questioned for why am I toned down yeah. so like listen there's no right or wrong answer here I'm just gonna be who I am you yeah. like me you like me if you don't you don't you know if you you know it's just there's no right answer yeah and there's just there's so much space for authenticity and inauthenticity gets found out real quick yeah so and then and like uh, along with the passion of doing what I do what I'm starting to realize too while I'm, I'm actually writing I'm not writing a book but I'm like doing like my story and this yep. kind of like ties into that yep. but like I love community building like mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to explain it but so like I do this thing called the Rocky Steps down in Philly and I charge 20 bucks it's not it's really I almost don't even want to charge anything because I love it so much for the community and the people that want to be involved in it we do the Rocky Steps run and then we go out for tacos after because I like the social love right it. so it's kind of cliche people are like why are you training these people and then feeding them bad food I'm like listen this job is bigger than training it's about relationship building it's about community it's about so much more than just training it's a lifestyle right so like there's two girls that met at the rocky steps never knew each other went to the same gym for who knows how long and now they train all the time together post they tag me and then i and it bro like 
gives me chills again. I'm like, man, this is all, this is what it's about, guys. Right. Creating connection. Con- creating connections, creating opportunities. Some people are not happy with their jobs, but but oh well, oh you work here. Like man, there's a connection. It's di- it's about building each other and you know just all coming together and putting our heads together. Who knows what can happen? Honestly, right? like get, it's the two things that keep people going. I believe are growing, yeah, like personal growth and giving. Yeah. Like when you grow and you give, those two things fire you up. And like and test it. If you're listening right now, like put it on pause and don't listen again until you've gone and either grown in some yeah. way or given some way and see if it doesn't give you energy. Seriously. Because like and one of the things a coach of mine and I've said on this podcast before, when in doubt, focus out. Like when you're in your own shit and stuff's coming up for you, when you put your energy elsewhere, like on somebody else, taking care of somebody else, hooking somebody else up. It Bro. switches you. It turns you right back on. I do not know. Right? And, that, and like, I, you just saying it. Like, it, I'm, man, I'm, start, I'm learning that more now. I'm like, man, like, the more I'm helping people, the more opportunities are coming. Yeah. The more, like, it's the more energy, energy you have, bro, it, it, and it just motivates me to do more. Yeah, and I'm like, people are like, yo, do you? Is there? Uh, there's more. Trust yeah. me, there yeah. is more. I just, like, I don't even know how freaking high my energy. And is. if you were stuck to bring it full circle, if you were stuck on a vision yeah. of your five year and like this is what I'm going to do in five years, yeah. if you were stuck on that, you might stop yourself from doing more, doing more because yeah. you're just on a, a singular path. So, I'm not saying don't have plans or don't like work things out in your head and like have a, a, a plan for your life but what I am saying is be like agile when something comes go with it yeah. like jump out of the way of the shit that's coming at you jump towards the things that you want to take on like don't be stuck in you one never, way and see know. only one way because you never know what's coming yeah. a Facebook email to Germany might come yeah. like and if you miss it you might miss the love of your life you might miss the best time of your life Bro. like think of all the things that came from the spontaneity of that email Bro, you know what crazy. I'm saying? It's crazy. Literally crazy. And I, I told my dad the other day, I talked to him, which, again, I didn't grow up with my dad, but we're, we're kind of building our relationship now because mm-hmm. he's on the East Coast and I went to Villanova and all this stuff. But we're still, I'm, I'm trying to like, I don't want to be like, yo, you, you weren't there for me. What do you want to be here for mm-hmm. me now type of deal? So I'm like, man, no matter what, at the end of the day, I can hate you. I can love you. You're my freaking dad. Yeah. Right. So like I told him the other day, I'm like, he has a job. And I'm, I, I'm not even going to say what he does, but I, and I, and I call him every now and then. I'm like, Dad, how you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just at work. But the way he says it, just like it, it hurts. It hurts. I'm like, I'm like, man. Like, Yo, that generation, work was work. There's no room for fun in work. So what I asked him, but, but we have fun every day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what I asked him, I said, Dad, I said, are you living to work or are you working to live? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was just silent for a while. Yeah. And he was like, man, I like that. I yeah. like that. My dad's 50-something years old, and I'm like, Dad, you need to figure this out because this this right. is aging you more than you're aging, if that makes sense. Yep. You know what I mean? I'm like, you're just getting older and older each day because you're miserable where you're at. Yeah, and, like, and there's we, a lot of people, bro, yeah. that like they, that, that same idea. They're working to survive. Yeah. And I remember getting hate, Like, I was getting hated on by friends, by um, my family is very supportive but yeah. there were times where my dad was like challenging me he's like listen man work is not fun work is work work is how you build a family work yeah. is how you build like stability and I'm I went through a leadership training recently and one of the things they say is like you could have it all so you can have fun and make a lot of money oh, yeah. and be successful and get the sleep you want like you <laughs> can do those things you gotta find a you gotta find a way to work it out yeah so like what's important to you what do you value and I think a lot of times we create a narrative or a story and that's like the blueprint of our life. Like this is what it's got to be. I got to work and make money. And in order to do that, I got to go get an education and then I got to get the job and it's got to be a finance job because that's where the big money is. (laughs) And I have to work eight years to get the, you know, moved up promotion, whatever. And when that, where, where people get sad or angry or, or like upset, like they're, they're missing out is when they have a narrative written for their life and what they're actually doing doesn't align with it. That's it. So like what if if you're actually doing some shit that fits with your vision for your life, mm-hmm. that's when you're dynamic and happy and excited. Yeah. Like I said I want to help people. That was my thing when I left college. It was very open and 
whether you knew what that I didn't know what it looked like and (laughs) I said I want to be financially abundant (laughs) within five years I started to do both of those and I was on top of the world and my last podcast I was talking a lot about um the struggles I've been going through the past month like just a lot of shit man and I went from this place of like abundance in all areas and then I dropped into like a valley of deprivation (laughs) and it was like a shock to the system yeah and I'm realizing like that that's part of the game for me is like but but what's hurting me so much right now is I had a vision to be the speaker at 27 that was changing the world to be on stage in front of a couple thousand people every time I spoke to be making this amount of money to be like killing the game and like me still doing personal training but as like my like side gig almost like I wanted to speak and change the world and be the young guy that does that and I'm missing out on that is is the story I was telling myself? Was, yeah, I'm like thinking in my head. I'm like, wait a minute, but it's you, the you, story. You That's are the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, but you hear what I'm saying? Like even it. Poppy's like he he Bro. doesn't even know me that well. He's like, no, man, you're doing that. <laughs> you're doing that. But what happens <laughs> is we create a story, and if the story is not in alignment with what we're actually doing, a five year plan, then then you are miserable. Yeah. But if you can you can do one of two things. You can change the stuff you're doing, yeah. or you can change the story. Yeah. You know, and if you change both and make them align, then yeah. you're on cloud nine. So, like, what I'm in the process of right now in my life is changing the blueprint or the narrative or the story that I made up about what should be happening right now. Yeah. And I'm getting a clearer vision for myself. So, yeah, like, I'm, I'm changing my blueprint. So, I'm still, like, I'm doing a podcast every week for 17 weeks yeah. not a dime in my pocket from it yeah. but I know some people have been writing to me every week I yeah. get 10, 20, 30, 50 people saying like yo this thing is powerful Bro, man thank you people asking me to be on this it's crazy I'm like what podcast are you talking about so you <laughs> are so you are making that difference and it, and like it sounded like you you were thinking of a, a five year plan almost I don't know what you were thinking of but it sounded that way yep. when you just said it but I love that you said if, if, if the blueprint has to change during you know your journey then then it has to change but you can totally. still you're already you're still doing that bro i feel it here but and like it's I'm just, the ego dude when your yeah. ego kicks in and says don't change that story yeah. because if you change the story you're a little bitch like that happens to us certainly as like egotistical um, yeah, males like yeah. i won't i won't fail i won't stop yeah. now there's space for that like i'm gonna keep hustling yeah but if your ego is running it and it's not allowing you to adjust and be agile to your vision oh yeah then you're gonna sink you're going to be stuck there, dude. You're yeah. a floating duck. Yeah, and eventually you sink. Yeah. So it's like, can yeah. I can I have a vision and a commitment, and am I willing to be malleable yeah. and flexible with it Listen, as I go? To your vision. I'm, I always, Guys, I'm an energized guy. I, I get off track all the time. My wife tells me I need to stop thinking of so many things at a time. But as we're talking, it brings me back to when my wife came here, right? I'm, I'm like, you know what? I'm playing ball. I got, I got a girl that I asked to marry me from Germany. I'm bringing her back to America. I'm, I'm the man, right? And, like, I had that vision, the plan, right? I had the plan, put it, the blueprint out. And I'm like, I'm going to go back to America. And this goes back to my career. The Philadelphia Soul called me, right? Hey, man, you still interested in playing with the soul? I'm like, man, I'm in Germany right now. Sucker. Just got engaged, <laughs> brother. I'm living my life, right? Check the newspaper. So I'm like, hold up. They couldn't read it. It was in German. But anyways... <laughs> I was like, I'm getting, I might stay in Germany. I'm going to play the next five years out here. I'm going to create something, right? And that was my plan. I'm like, I'm staying in Germany. I moved in with her. My mom's like, you never know someone until you live with them. I'm like, all right, I'm going to move in with her, right? It was me and her in a space this big, this podcast desk. That's it, right? And I'm like, we're going to make this happen because I love you and you're happy and I'm happy and I don't care what I got to do. If I got to take German lessons, I'm doing it, right? So anyways, the soul called and I'm like, man, I have this opportunity to go back home I can make more money in America, right? And I can bring you out there. How does that sound, right? I'm just on the moment, man. That's yeah. me. I'm like, we're going to do this, right? Yeah. So then we, um, she's like, you know what? You go there, and then I'll come later. And I'm listening to that. I'm like, oh, she ain't coming, right? So I'm like, uh, like we talked about it for a while. Two, three weeks go by. I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. I told the soul. I'm like, hey, I'm going to come out. They're like, come to the trial. I'm guaranteed you'll make the team. I go to the trial in 2017. They call um they, they waited two months to let me know, so I'm, like, freaking out. I'm living with a family in Villanova now who I love. They're the Shays. It's part of my story. Too much to talk about, but stay tuned for the next podcast. But they let me live with them for two months, and they're, like, letting me stay there and figure out what I want to do. Like, the soul didn't call me back. I killed the tryout. Yeah. Torched everyone that went against me. I, you can call them out. I don't care. I torched them. I ended up going to Enterprise and working at Enterprise, bro. I'm like... Mm-hmm. 
my wife said she'll come out, my fiance at the time, she said that she'll come out here if I get a job, if I get a place for us to live. Like, we're not going to be living with a family at the time. Right. I'm like, this is where we're going to be staying. But, like, I had to figure it out. Yeah. So I ended up working at Enterprise for one month. Not for me. Hated it. Yeah. One month. Got one check. Got into an apartment. I got a lease. One month, I got a lease, right? I'm like, I don't, I, I, I just quit this job. And then the soul called me, hey, we're inviting you to camp. You, we're going to have you sign, be on the team. I, I went and I signed, but this didn't guarantee me on the team. Mm. I had to practice for three weeks through camp to figure out if they are going to keep me on the team. So I'm like, holy crap, quit Enterprise. Then I'm like, I need another job. I ended up working at a school, mm-hmm. right, uh, with kids, helping people, you know, what, we lo- what I love doing. Yeah. And at the time, I know I talk about money not being a problem, but at the time, money was a problem, yeah. right? My wife is coming to America. She can't work. They had, I had to show that I can make enough money in a year for both of us without her working yeah. for a year. It's a different situation, right? Yeah. So money was very important at that time. Yeah. So I'm working at the school. I'm playing for the soul. I ended up picking up another job with um, where I practice. There's a private gym. They let me train kids there. So I'm making money that way, too. And, and mind you, I live in King of Prussia. People who don't know, I'm driving, again, an hour in 30 or an hour and 45 minutes to get to, to make who knows how much I was making, but I was making enough money for us to survive. Sometimes, right, right, we, right. sometimes we had $30 in our account. I'm like, babe, we got to figure out what we're doing for food, yeah. right, for that year. And it was a grind, but it, I was living in the now. I said, this is what I was going to do, and I had to do it. Yeah. And, like, when I think back at it now, I tell my, I'm like, how did we do that? Yeah. 30 bucks to eat for a week. Like, Listen, man, the story that keeps coming up and all the things you're saying is, like, your willingness to be in the moment, the moment. You can't like, think, yeah. and, and not be scared of what's happening in five years, not yeah. be scared. Think, of, like, right now, if you listen to this, think of how many times in the past, just in the past week, that you didn't do something because you were nervous of the outcome. Yeah. Or the possible outcome that you wrote in your head. Like, people do that shit all the time, and it drives me crazy. And, yeah. like, the people I work with with like online coaching, the people I work with, even in person, I'm like, man, what are you waiting for? Yeah. To, for like lightning to hit you? Yeah. Or like for you to lose a lung or something? For you to get like, oh God, I almost died. So now let me go do all the things I want. Like, what are you, what's yeah. stopping you? Yeah. And what I love about you and the reason, I, I think we answered your question. The reason why you got that energy is because you're committed to being present. Yeah. And when you're present, you're constantly on alert of like, what's next? What's, what's next? next? What's, what's next? next? So like, uh, and it's very heightened in the lifestyle that we live because yeah. we, we work hour to hour. There's nothing guaranteed. You got to make your business make your like happen or yeah. it ain't happening. Um, so that presence is the key to like, if you're missing energy in your life, access presence, see what yeah. happens. Like do something every day. It's my ABC method. Act boldly, consistently do something every day that challenges you outside your comfort zone and if you are like a schedule person maybe it's doing some shit that you're not used to doing yeah change your like don't even change your schedule up but like do something that's not on the schedule yeah <laughs> come to performance house and get a session yeah. in or something you know I'm, and not even not even to sell the play I'm just saying like do something out of the ordinary yeah cause like me being up here when I come to I tell my wife all the time when I come to New York it's a different feel from right when I get off the train people are running around all crazy People got energy. 10 things to do in 20 minutes, yeah. but we got to get it done. And they figure it out. They yeah. figure it out. Like I'm, It's like people say, why do you live there? It's so expensive. Like you could just go. Yes. And you cannot pay for this level of energy. Yeah. You can't find it anywhere else oh, in the yeah. world. No. Like you wake up and you're getting eaten by the sharks if you are not going hundred miles an hour. Yeah. So I just taught myself to go hundred miles an hour and maybe one day I'll find a place where I'm a little more settled down, but like for real <laughs> for right now, for right now this is the spot. This is what it is. So that, and that's what, and that's what I love about being able to go back to where I live near Philadelphia and then have that time to like, cause when I get down there, the, I tell people, like, I, I mean, seeing my wife, we have plans every Friday to have dinner, and that is awesome. I love it. I'm not changing it. But the, the time that I'm most comfortable, and I tell people that right now, they're like, man, how do you drive to New York, this and that? I'm like, listen. The time where you're driving. The time where I'm driving Yo. is the best time Same, of my damn day. I listen to no music. Yep. I just listen to my mind. And yep. I think, and if there's a cop listening to this, I'm sorry, but <laughs> I have my phone on the thing. I'm able to text my mom call my mom i get to do stuff in that hour where i'm just i can't do anything else but drive yeah and and i can think and i don't even want to listen to music i don't want to listen to nothing i just want to relax and it's almost the best part of my day and like people are like you're gonna come home today yeah and i'm gonna go right back up tomorrow at 3 30 in the morning if i have to because it's it it, it, 
I have the energy for it, and it's fine, guys. Like, yeah. like it, it, it works for me. People always ask you know, me when like, I was in the stage of, at, at Ripped, when I was a co-owner, and I was driving back and forth between studios, working five mornings or yeah. six mornings at 6 a.m. classes, yeah. and I was, like, taking the, the car, going back and forth. People always ask me, like, yo, are you going to burn out? Like, you got to chill out, man. Yeah. And I was, like, high energy. Yeah. And I kept saying, like, I feel you. I, I just I don't said, think yeah. it's happening because, said, like, I'm not going to burn out because... This is like my life. Like it's my like I I love it. And I remember one I drove one of my coworkers, like one of my I don't know, it was a desk staff or something. I drove them from uh, the city studio in the morning to the Rise studio, right? And they're in the car and we're sitting there and it's like silent. And at one point, oh, I can't remember who it was, this is yeah. driving me crazy, but they looked at me and they were like are you okay? And I was like, what are you talking about? I get that. They're like, why don't you have any sound, like no music? You're not going to listen to radio, nothing. I'm like, I got to think. No, (laughs) this is my time. Like it was my only time because I was like, bringing the heat, bringing the heat. And when I have that time, like you say, yo, I remember those moments as the most, some of the most profound experiences of my life happened in my head in those car rides. Yes. Just like not thinking but, but you're just thinking. like what came up for me. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Just it's like, not thinking, but thinking. But thinking. And it's hard to say it, but I'm like, bro, I'm not thinking about anything, but I'm thinking about everything. It's a, it was almost like, like a meditative state and, and maybe dangerous for driving. But, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but for real, like if you, if you are going a million miles an hour and you feel like oh, I'm running out of energy, try not taking a day off. I, everybody was always like, take a day yeah, off. I'm, I'm like, it doesn't work. <laughs> Wait, what? Don't work. <laughs> doesn't feel right it's hard that's just hard thing to do. try and be with yourself yeah that's what i would say like get to a space where you have no choice like whether it's sitting in your room and staring at a white wall or or like getting in a car and going for a ride or, or like going out to dinner by yourself yeah. and not talking to anybody yeah, table for one please seriously i've done it i'm not kidding yeah. and recently i've done it a couple times where i just like i just want to be with myself for a minute yeah. and just like hear my own thoughts and that re-energizes me. I get right with me because when I'm right with me, I can be right with the people in my That's life. That's that drive for me. But the first thing, what I'm Marty, the first thing is making sure that my own head is in the right place. Yeah. And create. so I want to bring it back before we jump into our final thoughts. We talked about um, the ABC method again, like mm-hmm. doing things consistently, like acting boldly, like going yeah. outside. I did something the other day that I want to bring up because it was such a profound shift for me in my energy. I, like I said, I've been having a tough couple months. Yeah. And I went with my family to see a show in Connecticut uh, for Father's Day. Okay. And me and my brother are sitting at the table uh, and we both looking at each other, like giving the eye. He's, he was looking at the same waitress that I was. I was like, this okay. woman I knew it had to be, yeah. This woman was stunning. Like she just, I don't know, she, could, <laughs> she caught my eye, right? It is, I, and I'm a very outgoing, like, connect with everybody guy, just like you. Hello. But, like you said in the club, like, I, t- I tend to not walk up to girls and be like, what's up, baby? Like, I don't do that. Yeah, neither, I didn't do it like that. Yeah, I, I didn't just, say I, you did it. Like, it I'm just saying, like, I'm that's the- not how, that's not <laughs> me. I'm very outgoing, I'll connect with anybody, yeah. but I definitely won't, like, walk up to a girl and be like, can I get your number? That's not, Never. I don't know, it usually comes more naturally. That's why in I thought saying you're beautiful was better. So, exactly. Like, even that, like, I usually... I tend to not be the guy to jump in and do that. But this time, I said to my brother, uh, yo, she's looking at me. He's like, nah, she's looking at me. <laughs> Uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> so, yeah. so I was like, I'm going to go find it. Like, I'm going to go talk to her. And he's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. So on, on the Taza tea bag, I wrote my number on it. And my family went outside, and I went to the bathroom. But really, it was my mission to go yeah, give yeah, her my yeah. number. I knew that. And I didn't want to mess up the flow, right? <laughs> and let me tell you something about this. I know it sounds funny. This was this had very little to do with like getting a girl's number. Like I don't care to talk. Like, yeah, she was very nice, by the way. But it it's more. I was struggling in a place where I was like not confident. A lot was like on my mind recently, and it was something wildly outside of my comfort zone, especially around my family. Like yeah. I'm usually family focused with around my family. I was like, yeah. this is a little odd, a little different. Let me go for it. Yeah, and I went up to her as I was. I walked out the front door. I stopped and I was like, no, go do this. And I turned and she was right there. And I was like, hey, I think you're beautiful. I didn't want to interrupt your workflow. I just want to introduce myself. I'd love to give you my number and connect with you sometime. I'm in the middle of Connecticut. Like, (laughs) this is a two hour ride from New York where I live. It had nothing to do. I mean, yes, she was phenomenally, like, beautiful and all that. (laughs) But it was about the confidence, man. 
being able to do something I'm not used to doing. Dude, it shook my whole week up. That dumb ass move (laughs) shook my whole week up. And just the ability to like go outside my comfort zone and and say like, yo, I can be vulnerable and open and powerful all at the same time. And like all, and that's specific to me, but whatever you're doing, if you feel you're stuck, try and get way outside your comfort zone. One bold act. And when you do one, try and do the next. So then the next day I did something bold. I was like, yo, it worked. Let me do it again. And it's my method. I wrote it. I I call it the ABC method. I I teach it to a lot of people. And it works. And it's like scary to do it. So even the guy who created it, I get scared to do it sometimes. Or going back to the energy guy, people think that there's so much confidence. We we would do anything and say anything. But when it comes to that, you're like a little, you're a little boy again. You're like, you're in a shell. And that's my thing. Somebody else might be so cool walking up to girls. But I also know, like, there are a lot of my boys that could walk up to any girl and be like, Mr. Confident. But if I were to sit them in a room and talk to them one-on-one, they're like little mouse. They're scared. They're timid because they got a lot of insecurities, right? So the way they cover the insecurities is through the bold stuff. So what is bold for you? The boldness, like, for guys with crazy energy like us, sometimes being bold is sitting in in silence and not doing anything. That's a bold act for us because we tend to, like... Go, 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 and use our energy as our yeah. weapon, you know? Not in a bad way, but, like, <laughs> it covers up some yeah. shit when yeah, you have definitely. high energy. Definitely. Um, speaking of high energy, I'm feeling some high energy right now. So, so out after this. <laughs> we, we go work out. <laughs> so one thing I want to ask you, um, where can we find you? Uh, Instagram is your big thing? Instagram, yeah. So I, Facebook, I, know, I don't even know if people use it still. I it's have, very popular, it's, but not for me. Yeah, like, I don't have it downloaded on my phone. Instagram is the best place to reach me. Um, Poppy Liver is my name. At Poppy uh, Liver. P-O-P-P-Y-L-I-V-E-R-S. L-I-V as in Victor. I tell them all the time. It's pronounced Livers. P-Live. Whatever you, whatever to remember it. Poppy Liver is what it is. Instagram is mostly where I'm at. Um, I just got on Playbook. With yeah, so me well. and Poppy are both on Playbook. Playbook is an app. It's probably the link in your bio right yeah, now, right? training. You could jump on and you could get all of our workouts. Yeah. Both me and Poppy. So it's ridiculously cheap yeah. to get like <laughs> curated workouts it's phenomenal yeah, so cool workouts of what we do for our work it's, it's, awesome. it's crazy but yeah instagram is probably like my main source email if they ever you know if it was ever like serious but i do a, i think i do a pretty good job at reposting people's stuff that do my stuff and people who reach out to me through messages on dms and stuff yeah. and i do my i try to i try to find that balance man because there's so much going on yeah to where even like a text message, people text me and I'm like, sorry, I thought in my head, I thought I texted you back. I knew what I wanted to tell you, but I didn't say it. But like my mom's calling or something else. Right, like right, my right. wife, like my wife right now is like main priority. If she texts me or if she calls me, I'm answering. The stops. Like it's it literally, I can be way up here, middle of doing a backflip and I'm stopping mid backflip <laughs> and I'm answering that damn phone. You know what I mean? And like I tell my, they're like, how are you married at 20? I'm like, bro, it's a great feeling. Yeah. It is a great feeling being married and having someone that's, you know, Obviously tells me to calm it down. I, I need that sometimes. Yeah. Like calm your ass down or I'm going to smack you, she'll tell me. Yeah. Right? And I need it. And then um, it, it's just crazy. But Instagram is what it is. Sorry for I always get off t- going all crazy. I got to slow this man down. Yeah. Put him on a leash. Thank you. All right. So, <laughs> so Instagram, reach out to him. Find him on Playbook. Uh, he's a trainer at Performance House. So if you're interested in oh, training, yeah. talking about workouts with him, reach out to him. I'm now in Mount Laurel. I'm going to be at a gym down there because that's like my home. That's where I'm In gonna, Jersey. Yeah, I'm going to be down in that area. There's a gym where we live in Mount Laurel, yep. that, that area, where um, the guys allow me to come in there. And if people are interested in training with me, he's going to let me use this space. So I'm, oh, gonna, yeah. I'm trying to do some collaboration stuff with him. So I'm looking forward to that in the future. I'm talking about an energy-filled session. Oh. Poppy, and I don't say this lightly because I know my sessions are the energy <laughs> sessions of all sessions. Of all but sessions. Pop, but let me tell you, Poppy, Poppy knows how to bring that energy. So uh, to end the show, we always end with the idea of our show is when you hang up, when you turn this off, that you are fired up, ready to take oh, on yeah. the day. If there's one kind of word of wisdom or thing you want to say to people who are listening right now to get them feeling like, ah, let's go, like to get them fired up. What do you got? For so us? what we talked about is living in the now, and um, we didn't we didn't even get to my brand yet. And my brand is get better or get beat. It's something that I live by. I have it tattooed on my arm. Um, man, step outside your comfort zone, guys. Do do things that you're 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 vulnerable to doing, like Nick just talked about with asking the girl for a number or whatever. You know, do something that you're you're scared to do that you've been thinking about doing. 
for who knows how long, right? Just do it. Just go out and do it, man. Have, have fun. And, and back to my phrase, it's, you're going to get better or you're either going to get beat, but you're not going to establish anything if you don't do anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? So just go out there and be vulnerable, guys. Massive action is the answer to all things. Like yeah. if, you, if you are not taking action, nothing's going to – if there's no yeah. change, is it Brian Maz's quote? I forget it. It's like things don't change if you don't if, change. Or yeah, something like so, that. it's like yeah, nothing changes if nothing changes. Nothing That's cha- yeah. So, <laughs> so I'll shout you out again, Brian. I, t- I texted him the other the other day and sent it to him. But yeah. for real, like nothing changes if nothing changes. So that yeah. massive action, like get outside your comfort zone, do something, do something to get something. Get to the gym. Get to the gym. Come work out with us. You won't be able to handle it. Come work out, man. Guys, Poppy Livers, thanks for being on the show, brother. Thank you, guys. Appreciate Appreciate it. it. I'll see you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Oh, yeah. Yo, fam, I want to acknowledge you today for taking leaps and bounds towards a more epic life. Your support and attention is so greatly appreciated, and I never take it for granted. Thank you so much for listening. I would love if you would continue to be a part of the Nick Pags Fit fam, so make sure you hit that subscribe button, and I'll see you all on the next episode.